0: Your host for LaCrosse Talk PM. Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, 7914 is the text line if you want to if you want to do that. <laughs> if you if you have questions, because Jane Claycamp is in studio with me. She's the lacrosse county administrator. Um and you know what? I just totally blanking. How long have you been the administrator now? Oh,
1: since January. Since January, all right. So
0: you're Five-ish months, almost six months into the job. Um, how's that going? <laughs> great, it's great. It's exactly what. A little yep. to you.
1: It's going great. It's exactly what I expected. So that's
0: good. It's not like a big surprise because you were like the interim administrator for I would say what nine, eight, nine months. Yeah. Like yep.
1: Just about that. So, and I've worked at Live Cross County for a long time. So. Oh um, yeah,
0: like. Uh, it's all coming back to me now, like decades, right? Since
1: 1989, yeah. Okay, sorry bring that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with that.
0: And then you were the uh, assistant administrator under um, Steve O'Malley. So I was going to say it's it's an mm-hmm. Irish name, Steve mm-hmm. O'Malley. For about eight years, eight years before that. So, um, and we've got on the docket today. Let's see, ARPA funding. I don't know. You just brought that up before the show, and I was like, okay, I'll write it down, but I don't know where yeah. we're at with that. But I know mm-hmm. the county got about $22 million in mm-hmm. ARPA funding, and mm-hmm. we have to use that by 2026 and yep. have a plan for that by 2024? Yep. Okay. Um, the, the county board did a bunch of things last week in their monthly meetings. Sometimes the county board meetings are a snooze fest, but I would say last week's meeting was pretty interesting, and, and some big things happened. Um, so we'll talk about those things, but one of them is uh, a skills trade program. So getting either would it be kids?
1: Yep, it okay, would be getting kids.
0: kids. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't want to deep dive yet. I'm just giving yep. an overview. Um, also, you debated highway funding, adding three million dollars, and um, everybody always loves to hear how we're going to fix the roads. So that might be a big conversation. <laughs> um, one that's not as maybe not like as like I guess relatable, but Maybe more important, maybe the most important thing, and was this part of the county board meeting or is this something you're doing? The eviction defense, Mm. is that...
1: That was done in the last two budgets, so it wasn't anything that was on the agenda for the county board. Okay,
0: so we're we're trying to preempt homelessness here, and we're coming up with uh, a system to help people fight in courts being evicted. Or at
1: least be able to um talk about how they can be helped so they aren't evicted or it doesn't go on their record.
0: Okay. So that's that's part of the conversation. Um and and then preempting homelessness. But also we're gonna talk about homelessness a little bit. Uh part of the ca- county board meeting last Thursday, PIFAs we're giving uh the town of Campbell more money to study PIFAs. And then um was the Hillview thing part of the meeting? The Hillview thing wasn't was part of the Was not part meeting. of the meeting, okay, nope. so, and also there's kind of a lot of things going on with the Hillview Healthcare Center, which, do seniors care if we call it a senior center?
1: I'm going to uh, say probably not.
0: What about old folks home? You think they're okay with that one?
1: I would say they might be okay with that, they're too, but okay. I don't know. I
0: um, might not be as triggered as me. <laughs> um, and then, Shelby, please, shared revenue. The state's doing the shared revenue. I think I, I feel like I talk about it too much, and then sometimes I feel like I talk about it not enough. Uh, I feel like the way you think about shared revenue, the state shared revenue plan, it's very important for you, I think, uh, because you're like, ooh, what can I do with extra funding, right? The state would give extra funding to municipalities, counties, cities, and also when you're, like, I'm rubbing my hands together (laughs) like uh, Mr... Is it Mr. Burns on The Simpsons? I think so. Give me the money. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I made you evil, but um, (laughs) on the flip side, it's out of your hands. Like, okay, you almost shrug your shoulders. Like, okay, we'll see what happens. I don't really have a say in in what happens, but, you know, maybe, hopefully, it'll help the county. Um, And then along those same lines of what the, the state is doing, Medicaid expansion, are we going to accept it? Probably not, but is it worth, like, saying, hey, we should. Uh, we should talk about it. Um, and then, oh, and, and kind of, well, this isn't related to Hillview, but we're, uh, in the midst of putting solar panels on every building in the County.
1: Yeah. Just about every building.
0: Like that, that the County owns Owns. anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're sitting at home one day and somebody's throwing a solar panel on your roof. How many buildings is that? Oh gosh. Uh, seven, seven. Okay. So it's not that many. So no, but uh, big buildings, but but they're big buildings. Um, yeah what we'll just let's just do this one real quick when when all the county buildings have solar panels on them do they become self sufficient in terms of you know do we know that yet
1: I don't think we know that yet, and I think how it my understanding very superficially about how it works is that obviously it would reduce our cost yeah. for um, electricity or for any kind of, you know, power, but it probably wouldn't completely eliminate it.
0: Right. It reduced costs, and then, it, and, well, at first it would cost something. Do you know what it costs yeah. to put solar panels? Um,
1: in I think it was uh, solar panels Just was, I am digging in my notes, <laughs> uh, One point one point five million
0: for solar. And then... You know, I do we do we have a I'm going to I'm going to pick your brain here and mm-hmm. then you're going to have to really dig. Do we have any idea of how long a, the solar panels would last on a roof?
1: That was asked during the meetings and my memory of what they said was between like 20 and 35 years or something like that. So okay. a pretty long time.
0: Is that the like parts and labor warranty or you know you could, it was you know you buy something at the store yep. and it's always like ah parts and labor aren't part of this warranty but
1: i think that was 20 years because that question was yeah. also asked so it's a pretty it's a pretty good um you know you get a pretty good warranty on it is how i'm going to talk about it yeah because so,
0: that's kind yeah. of the most important thing because i think anyone that i've talked to some people that are you know pro solar or pro green energy but also like and not anti-solar panels, but skeptical because that stuff doesn't always seem to last. Mm-hmm. And then it hails, right? Or something like that. But insurance would cover that. But, like, sometimes that stuff, you know, when it comes to all the green energy stuff, that, like, is the infrastructure there, is the technology there where it's great to, in theory, but it just the stuff doesn't last. uh like yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, and, and that's one of the things we're going to keep track of over time to see what the return on that investment is. So it's something we're all interested in and going to be paying attention to. So that was one thing that the ARPA money gave us basically the jump start to be able to try it. I mean, we should be trying something, as the county board indicated they wanted to be, you know, carbon neutral by 2050. This is going to be a good way to jump start that. So I think it just gives us an opportunity to do something we may not have had the money to do any other way.
0: Right. Uh that's Jay Clay Jane Clay She's the lacrosse county administrator. We're gonna talk about all that stuff before we'll be back. Alright, welcome back to LaCrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to if you have a question for the lacrosse county administrator, Jane Clay Camp, that's the line. Shoot a text. And um so we were talking about s- solar panels, so So Joker is his name. I don't know if he's joking or not, but he said (laughs) the only way solar panels can work is with federal subsidies. Yep. All right. Well, that's what we're doing.
1: (laughs) We are. We're using ARPA for part of it. And then... Um, actually, I'm going to retract that. ARPA is not being used so that we're going to use uh, county funds for it so that we can get the federal subsidies. So that's how we're getting that. So we're going to use other dollars that we put aside for something else. We'll exchange it with ARPA, and then we'll be able to get the s- subsidies for the for the um, solar.
0: You essentially have, there's a prerequisite to qualify. Um, I was going to try to make a funny analogy, like with, you have to, oh, my, uh, my Best Buy card. If I spend $1,000 this month, on on goods, my Best Buy card, my Visa card is going to grant me fifteen extra dollars. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, yes. this, oh, spend all the money, Rick. So you can get this fifteen extra dollars. That's a very rough way of saying, but the the Fed say if you invest this much into solar, then we will kick in yes. the fifteen dollars or yep. whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be putting solar or we would that wouldn't maybe not all the buildings but right um it's it's a it's a great way to kind of kickstart that and then and like, hey safe. look uh we're gonna save money that way so uh hopefully right like yep. the plan obviously if that wasn't part of the plan we wouldn't do it i, th- I don't think but um, any idea, like how much money?
1: I don't. We don't, I don't think we have any idea about how much money that will save, but um, obviously that will be something that we study over time to see what kind of impact that has. So I I think that it's the, the right way to go.
0: Is it impossible to do that because we don't know how much energy it's going to cost to run a building, therefore, and then how much sun is going to come? Right? It's just <laughs> I, kind of hard to yeah, predict.
1: Sure. I, I think there's that. And I think you can also go by averages. Like what's the average that we've spent on energy over the past five years yeah. and look to see how it's different. So, is it perfect? No. Is it going to show us, you know, some sort of comparison? Yeah.
0: ARPA funding, I brought it up before, 22 or 23, 21 million?
1: Almost 23 million. Okay,
0: 23 million the county got from the federal government. And like I said before, the plan was you have to have a plan for it by next year. End of next year? Uh, End of next year, yep. And then you have to spend that money by 2026. And that money is, I think, you know, people, it, it was, okay, American Rescue Plan Act money. So, it was money to kind of help governments, local governments, come out of the COVID pandemic. Um, is there a way to make people understand that using ARPA money on solar panels is a way to help a county come out of mm-hmm. a COVID pandemic? Because it doesn't it doesn't always, there's not mm-hmm. a straight line there.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, part of it is La Crosse County is fairly stable financially. So there weren't... Um, there were lots of things that we spent some money on to help us with the COVID pandemic. So there was about $750,000 that we spent on COVID response. So that happened right off the top, Mm -hmm. um, but I think part of the uh, American Rescue Plan Act was also to try and figure out how do we help with the community. So some places have done more grants for community organizations. Um, La Crosse County has chosen to spend it on how do we make it so that stormwater doesn't wreck so many places. How do we try to, again, solar on the building. Uh, we have also are talking a lot about Hillview Healthcare Center because that's something that we have a re- responsibility for and not enough money to be able to remodel it. So Otherwise
0: known as the old folks home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Better you say it than me. Um, there was also bridge housing for families, right? So that was approved by the county board a few months ago where uh, we're working with a couple of community partners in Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities to help um, homeless ha- help reduce the number of families that are experiencing homelessness. So the county has taken an approach to try and do long-term solutions that are going to help people um, over the long term.
0: So another another part of this ARPA funding that the county is using, and this one just came up in the board meeting last two, last Thursday, is a, a plan to increase the amount of, I guess, the skills trade training, skills yeah. and trades training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's for young people, not so much old people, right? Like, I, I can't go to the Boys and Girls Club again. But the Boys and Girls Club came with you to, with a, came to you with a proposal and said, "Hey, we would like to apply for this two yep. million dollars." Um, board approved that, but you guys have been obviously like talking about this. Can you explain, like? You know, sure. why you like that plan, I guess? is
1: Sure. So the process started, gosh, at this point, over a year ago, where there was a subcommittee that got together and talked about what could we do in the world of helping um, mentor younger people into doing more of the skilled trades. And so the opportunity arose where we put it out for an RFP or an RFI asking anybody if they were interested in doing more with skilled trades. And one of the people that one of the organizations that put in the, um, Basically, a, a request for the money is the Boys and Girls Club, and the reason it's good is because we think that a lot of younger people don't have much access to knowing what does it mean to be a skilled trades person. So, what does it mean to be a plumber or an electrician or, you know, someone out building a highway? We don't think people know. Maybe younger people have no access to that or no exposure to that. So, this will allow the Boys and Girls Club in you know community with other organizations to be able to bring kids from all around the county to be able to come in and see what that looks like. They'll be able to um, experience some things through, uh, gosh, I'm just forgetting the word, where you experience it through 3D. It's like avatar, whatever that is. Um, They'll be able to experience that. So it's going to be an opportunity for kids to have, thank you, virtual reality. (laughs) That's tells you how old I am. I can't think of the word like that. Um, but it will allow kids to experience that. So it's just a way for younger people to have that exposure. The Boys and Girls Club plans to build a building and that building will be open for other people to be able to use so there could be opportunities for a, um, training for adults during the day or when the kids aren't there. So I think it's, it's going to be a good plan for um, the community to be able to figure out how to help people become more aware and familiar with those Uh, with trades and hopefully we'll have more people going into them. How
0: old would the kids be? Any idea?
1: I think they're starting again knowing that we there's a lot here but the exposure I think if I remember right was 5th grade so they would start with 5th graders and then have some courses over that time where other um, older kids would be able to join and they would have basically a group of kids that would go through things at the same time so there might be 25 kids who go learn more about again I'm going to say being an electrician and then they might graduate Right.
0: when your fifth grader comes home and the light switch doesn't work and the fifth <laughs> grader's like, ah, yeah, we did this in, at the Boys and Girls Club today, and he's like, at Menards buying some. <laughs> I, think,
1: I don't know if it'll be like that, but yes. I mean, that, I think, again, it's about the interest in you know, welding or whatever it might be. So In my, in
0: my head, it's it's yeah, in fifth grade, it's pretty young, but I was like, mm-hmm. the, you get to like the 16, 17, 18-year-old, you give him experience in being an electrician, being a plumber, being these, these hardworking jobs, just to go, oh, yeah, I don't like doing this at all. Because in my head, I've already experienced all these things. Like, oh, no, I do not want to do this. Yeah. That's why I'm sitting here. Um, but other kids will obviously be like, oh, I love doing this. And then another aspect of that is like, oh, you're going to get paid $45 an hour? You might like mm-hmm. that.
1: So. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that if if we, we tend to gravitate towards things that we know and are aware of. And so if kids are exposed to things that could... Um, you know, help them understand. You know, being a carpenter is also being creative. Being, you know, a plumber. I mean, all of these things have an element of creativity. And I think oftentimes kids are just boxed into things. And this this will be a great opportunity.
0: There's is there 30 county board members? Yes, 29, 30? Okay. 30. Okay. Um, I know three people voted against this. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. That's that's pretty good for 27 people out of 30. But they. Do you remember what I don't? Do you remember why they said no? We don't. We wanted to vote against this because I. Like honestly, Eric told me yesterday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's not the worst." But mm-hmm. I can't. Re- Do you remember?
1: I'm trying to remember what the reasons were. Um, I think that some someone may have thought that it would be better spent um, in doing more outreach with kids. I think for some there was concern about a building being built, so it was a um, it was a variety of things. But I'm I apologize, I don't remember specifically what it was anymore.
0: And the county's gonna donate. Uh, Donate? What did you say? Donate two million dollars to the Boys and Girls Club. Did the Boys and Girls Club have any figures on you know total cost of this? Because they are going to build a new building, and I imagine that's going to cost yep. more than two million dollars.
1: Yep, I think the. I'm not again sure of the total cost, but my memory is they also got um, a, an allocation from Congress, which was about one point five million dollars. So I think they thought the the cost of the building was going to be around. Um, three and a half million dollars. So I think that's what they believed it to be.
0: And I know the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Lacrosse is by Logan High School, right? Is that Logan mm-hmm. there? Or, they have yeah, different
1: clubs throughout the town. Yeah, the yep. main, the main but the there's main main one
0: there. And you, yes. well, and I only say that because you, the new building's on the north side. Do we know where the building's going to be? It
1: will be near be the right Erickson, there. yep, Boys okay. and Girls Club. Yep, Okay. So near, near Logan. Right mm-hmm.
0: um, all right, so other other money that maybe would have or would not have, and we're speaking with Jay Clay, Jane Camp, she's the lacrosse County Administrator. Uh, county board had their monthly meeting last Thursday. We're going to try to do this every month. Is where she comes on and tells us what the county board did the last month and other things that the county is doing. But um, and we got like three minutes here, Jane. The, the another thing that the county board discussed was adding to the already about seven, eight million that the so seven or eight million the county is going to use on roads and road funding, right? Fixing yep. the roads. Is that over two years or is that a
1: The county's budget is annually, so and yep. So in twenty twenty three there's about seven million dollars in that budget for roads and um you know, up until last year it was five million and then it wasn't long ago it was two million. I mean we're struggling like every other place about how do you find enough money for roads. So we are trying to be creative and get our planning and uh done ahead of time so that when the state opens up applications where we can apply for more money we're ready because we have our plan in place mm-hmm. so we're just trying to be uber prepared for our road construction and to have a lot of um, again plans in the kind of lined up so that when the when the state opens up those uh, applications we're ready for it
0: It's another one of the deals where you hit the prerequisite and you get more funding from the state if you yep. already you know check these boxes we've done this and this and this we qualify for more state funding yeah uh, so you're ahead of the game there uh, adding to from five million to eight million dollars in this year's budget to fix roads, but somebody came with a proposal to say, "Hey, we need three million more to fix the roads." And I don't, um, I don't remember how that vote went. I, th- I don't remember if it was, but you 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 opted to push it back to October yep. to to maybe add to next year's budget because there isn't there isn't funding for three million dollars. But yep. but some of their reasonings in the agenda item seem pretty sound, like. Op- You just go inflation. It just it just costs more to build roads now. So when you go from five to eight million, and you're thinking like we're going to do more for roads, and then inflation happens, yeah, I don't know if that was all. Maybe that was factored in when you when you did jump to eight million.
1: Yeah, I I I think that, you know, part of it was the it was going to be to request that I consider ten million for the administrator's budget. So. You know, as roads are being considered, I have to consider all the other things about the budget. So we know just if we gave county staff a 2% increase uh, next year, it's going to cost $800,000. And so trying – and then we – obviously the levy limits keep us from being able to just increase taxes to whatever we want to be. And usually usually it's about $400,000 that we can raise the levy by. So even just giving county employees a 2% raise already exceeds that by twice as much. So always trying to take all of those things into consideration. So if we need more sheriff's deputies, that's going to cost a significant amount of money. If we need to increase um, wages for a certain group of workers, that's going to cost more money. So trying to balance all of that out is a really kind of important job and and taking that to the board so they can know what was considered before a decision was made and then obviously they have an opportunity to modify it. So to, to say now that, uh, that $10 million, again, can I look at that and consider it? Yep. It's also going to be a challenge to do when we know that that $3 million would have to come out of, again, either ARPA money or we would have to ask um, departments to decrease their costs. I mean, so it's it's a bit of a challenge to think about where that $3 million would come from.
0: All right, and we'll get into that shared revenue plan that the state is working on when we come back because I, I want to say that the county funding from the state has been flat for since the 90s or for a, long time. Yeah, a long time. a long time. So we'll get into that. We'll be back. Brad's got to do the new Scouts Comment coming up. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Jaden Claycamp is the Lacrosse County administrator. She's hanging out this hour. Uh, the county board just had their monthly meeting, so we're going to try to... I think we got it set up pretty well. I was on vacation the last time. That's why you didn't come on last month, but pretty well, where she comes on once a month right after the county board meeting. Um... And I'm just I'm reading text, so I shouldn't try to read it. I should read the text during the break instead of uh, <laughs> reading them during while I'm trying to talk. But we've talked about uh, some ARPA funding uh, things that the the county is doing with the Boys and Girls Club, two million dollars to build a new building for some skill and trades training with youth. And we talked about highway funding a little bit. Not that that was ARPA money, but um, is ARPA money going to be used for what? What, an, an eviction defense? Hmm. No. Is, we don't need my ARPA money there?
1: Nope. Um, and that happened. So I think the it was first put into the budget, $30,000 each year in 2022 and 2023. And $30,000 um, is something that could just come out of the, you know, out of the...
0: I call it the general fund. That's a
1: Yes, <laughs> that would be the right way to say it. And so that was put in because a couple of the county board supervisors thought that we should be more of a part of trying to prevent <clears throat> evictions. And, again, I don't want to – I think that – property owners do the best they can. I think that often people get in over their heads. So if there's a way that there could be somebody to help people understand the process of eviction and what that means and how that works, I think that, you know, hopefully we can prevent some people from getting evicted, but also that it's done in the most fair way possible.
0: Yeah. Homelessness is an issue. I think in the County, it's also something that everybody wants to know about Mm -hmm. or because I, I don't know when, when, when a parks board meeting happens in the city, and people show up and they're like mad that there's homeless people in the park and they want the city to do something about it. And it mm-hmm. seems just very itchy to me because it's like, get them out of my park because you make my park look And all. But also like they're homeless. They yeah. don't have anywhere to go. And then is it the city's responsibility? Is it the county's responsibility? Is it all the groups that work with homeless is like, who mean. do we blame for the, is it the homeless that we just blame? <laughs> um, it, it's so, it's so contentious and, mm-hmm. and it just makes me itchy because I don't, Because I don't like picking on homeless people. But part of this eviction defense is to kind of preempt that. Yeah. But can you just... We didn't even explain it. What is eviction defense?
1: Yeah. So I think, again, I'm I'm going to be able to do a very superficial job of explaining what it is, but when someone is being evicted, they go to court, they probably don't have an attorney. They may not understand how it works. They may not understand what's going on. So this will basically provide an attorney um, through through legal aid to be able to help them understand, to help them understand what they're signing, to be able to help them understand what's going on so that it's not a surprise. I mean everyone knows that if you have an eviction on your record that makes it a lot harder to rent a place and I'm sure that uh, we wouldn't want super bad renters uh, to go around you know messing with property owners but we also want to make sure people understand their rights and I think that was what this defense um, is for and so I think the city put in some money I think that um, maybe the Lacrosse Community Foundation put in some funds. Yeah. So it's it was a, a way for. Yeah, it was kind of a collab between yeah.
0: the Lacrosse Community Foundation, the county, and the city. Yep. Um, so To preempt homelessness a little that's right. bit.
1: And we can keep track of it to see if it works. So I think, I think it's a good project to try.
0: And another thing the county, and we've talked about this in the past, but it's worth bringing it up again. Another thing the county is trying to do, and you mentioned it a little bit before, is that bridge housing? Is for that, families. Is that for families. And yep. that's important, right? Like it's this, when you say for families, it's a little bit different than. Um, what the city was trying to do and probably still trying to do with bridge housing. Um, but do you, do, how far along are we there?
1: Yep. So, the, I mean, there were actually two bridge housing projects that the county was working on. One was families, one was for adults, and the families one was approved in December. And we are in the final stages of um, approving an agreement between Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities that has to be approved by the executive committee. And basically what that does is it... Um, <clears throat> will provide 3 million dollars over time to Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities to pur- to purchase residences for people for families that are experiencing homelessness that they can live in and part of if once they you know have some income they'll be able to pay towards rent so that it's sustainable but it's really a way to keep families um, More some families out of shelter or some you know other bad living situation. So, thinking that they can buy enough again residences that it will have an impact um, on family homelessness.
0: This is this is a little bit similar to the Boys and Girls Club uh, skilled trade skill and trades training thing, right? Like this is the county doesn't have uh, what you want to say experts in homelessness. The county doesn't have experts. Maybe they do. Maybe some of the county board people you know know how to weld and. But they don't have experts in training people to be plumbers or electricians. Sure. But this is kind of what government does all the time. You you debate, you you hear proposals, and decide whether or not the groups that come to you and say, hey, we could do this. Like, how does that start? Does it start with the county board going, mm-hmm. you know what, we need an initiative to have bridge housing? And I'm sure it does it both ways. Or does like Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities and those groups come to you and go, we want. Bridge Housing, can you help Mm -hmm.
1: us? Well, it depends. In this situation, it all goes, all roads go back to ARPA, right? So when we got the ARPA money, then the county board prioritized eight things that they wanted us to work on. So then staff started developing some um, work groups that we could try to figure out what the best thing was. So I, at that time, in my position as the associate county administrator, worked with homeless people who provide services to homeless people in the community, and we agreed that this bridge housing for families was a way to help um, families. You know, not be homeless. So, what happened was once we had the plan in place, then we went to the county board and asked for them to approve it, and they did in December. So now we're just working on the details. It's taken me longer than what I wish it would take, but that's part of the problem with not having an associate county administrator. I didn't have anybody to hand it off to. So this should be done in June, and then both Cooley Cap and Catholic Charities will be able to start to purchase the residences, and hopefully they'll be able to, you know. Um, either rehab them or put them out right away for families to be able to use. So it's a great opportunity for La Crosse County to um, provide more homes for families that we serve in places like Human Services. So pretty excited about that project um, and where it leads us over the time.
0: We're speaking with Jane Claycamp. She's the La Crosse County Administrator. She's been on the job for five months, although she's been also on the job since the 80s. (laughs) <laughs> to do it like that, <laughs> even though was 89. Right? I know it um, makes it better. You do, you do. You mentioned a new associate administrator. You, you have one now, literally today, is, is the week that she signed. Like, I'm working now. I don't know if you no, know. That. She
1: started a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, her name is Sarah Copeman. She worked at the county um, a few years ago in our human services department as the finance manager, and then she left the county, worked at a few places, came back to us from the YMCA where she was their COO. She's very excited for her to be on board. She knows enough about the county that she can kind of step into it yet um as she says there's still a lot to learn so we're just taking some time for her to get familiarized with the county again but really excited weeks
0: she should be i mean have you pawned off a lot of work on her already not yet
1: not yet we're waiting making sure she wants to stay before i do that
0: okay um just going back to uh the bridge housing thing and the homeless thing um, do you get reports, and this is kind of, is this kind of your wheelhouse a little bit, just based on your history with the county, uh, with homelessness? Um, or not, not I, so I, much anymore? I'm
1: going to say it has become more of my wheelhouse. I mean, I would say my entire career at the county, I've always worked with people that were homeless, um, but when the collaborative and homelessness started, I was asked as being the Associate County Administrator to attend those meetings. So that was when I started to learn more about the issues and what, is needed. And and really, this isn't going to be a surprise to anybody. What we need are more places for people to live. Mm-hmm. And so... You know as you work on that so the county put in five hundred thousand dollars a few years ago to help with preventing homelessness to make sure that people had some funds then when COVID happened one of the side effects was that people weren't able to be evicted and so it slowed it down for a bit but now that that is over you know we're dealing with the same thing all over again so again trying to have some things in place that can help people um so that they don't get evicted and then if they do get evicted and have a terrible rent history again this bridge housing for families could be a way that they could get back on their feet and show that they can pay rent and show they can be good renters and um, hopefully be able to rent on their own when their time up is there.
0: Just seeing people homeless in the park isn't necessarily a, a way to say that we have a bad homeless issue in La Crosse County. Obviously, there are homeless people. I don't. I don't know whether or not there are a lot or a little. I mean, from what we from the counts that we've had, it's like 150 somewhere mm-hmm. around there. But when, and, and you're not the homeless expert, I understand that. But maybe you know. It wins. When's the last time we got a report on, like, oh, you know what, the count is, because they only do a count, I think, once or t- maybe twice a year, one yep. in the summer, one in the winter, which, you know. I
1: think I heard recently 80 might be about the number of people that we think are out on the streets right now. Okay. I mean, I I both go for a walk every morning where I see people in Cameron Park that are obviously homeless, and then I walk and from work and i walk through burns park and see people that are homeless every day so we are the county is in no way you know trying to uh ignore the issue i think we are working hard with the city to try and and community organizations to try to figure out what we can do to help alleviate some of it it's a very challenging issue obviously if it was easy to fix it would have been fixed a long time ago
0: yeah we had a and i mentioned this earlier we had a parks board meeting people showed up just kind of you know, do something with homeless people. It was kind of a weird, it's a weird take for me just overhearing it and not hearing it firsthand. It might not be as contentious as it sounds, but like if homeless people are in our park, then I don't want to go to that park because it's yeah. whatever. It makes me feel bad or, mm-hmm. uh, but also like, I wish we could do something for those people. Um, is the County, are, are the groups coming together here in a couple of weeks to kind of just, can you, di- can you talk about what, what the plan, I don't know if there is a plan, but uh, we have to do something. This is like again, like we we see these people, and we need to do something, maybe more.
1: Yeah, I think that the again, the city and county are working together, and the um, the plan will be presented to the city council on June sixth, and so. You know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not my place to preempt that presentation, so I would just say if people are interested in what we're talking about, June 6th will be the day uh, to listen in or to pay attention the next day and listen to the media.
0: All right, so June 6th will be a Tuesday, so that will be like either the F&P committee or one of those committees maybe? Or I
1: think they're having that's uh, committee a planning. I think they're having – so the my understanding is the city council president has a planning meeting periodically, and this is going to be their planning meeting.
0: Okay. Get Chris. Let's get Chris on the phone. Maybe she's listening. Chris calls. No, I'm just kidding. Chris Kaylo is the, the city council president now. Um, all right. So, so that that's coming up. What else, what else do we do we need to talk about? Oh, you know what? I want to talk about the the PIFAs yeah. study in Campbell, um, and then the Hillview Senior Center. Those are two things I think that are big. But we got one more break. We'll come back with Jane Claycamp, the lacrosse County Minister. Alright, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Jane Clay Camp, the lacrosse county administrator, sitting in this hour, we're talking about a lot of things. Some of the stuff that was part of the county board meeting last Thursday. Um, I want to do Hillview and if we get to the PIFAs in Campbell because we all all just real quick, the, the county board essentially is going to give Campbell five hundred thousand dollars to research more PIFAs forever <laughs> chemical study. Um, because they've been up out of water for two years for yeah. over two years. I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're, they're trying to figure out a way to get clean water. Um, and if we get more time, we'll get to it. But, um, the Hillview healthcare center or the old folks home, as I want to call it, you can, you guys can yell at me if you want, but, um, is struggling or what? I don't.
1: It's not necessarily struggling, but what's happened over time is that um, nursing homes are used less, and community-based residential facilities, or a CBRF for short, are what's used more. So that the care of nursing homes is shifting to CBRFs. And so CBRFs are less expensive to run than a nursing home. A nursing home requires a lot more services than a CBRF, but most people can be served in a CBRF. So um, a now it's probably been almost a year ago the county decided to build a CBRF, but when we put out the bids, they came in a lot more expensive than what we thought it was going to be. It came in at $20 million versus $10 million. So now we're looking at Hillview as an option. So is there something else we can do there along with a CBRF, um, a smaller nursing home and a CBRF, and maybe a child care facility, and um, you know maybe some other things that could help the county. So looking at it more as like a community space versus just a nursing home so it has over 200 beds and there's no way we're ever going to have need for a yeah, 200 like, bed nursing home
0: it's like a quarter filled right now or something yeah like that.
1: i think it has um somewhere around 80 people maybe 60 people so yeah it's just not being used and so we have a lot of empty space so if we can figure out a way within our budget to reuse that remodel it and reuse it that will be a great use of that space it will be great for the community um you know, we always need beds for some rehab. We but CBRFs are where most of the most of the services or most of the Medicaid dollars is flowing to.
0: Well, when those guys are done putting solar panels on it, then tell them to come down and start remodeling the rest of the exactly. Um, you guys have tried to tackle childcare. I don't. Mm-hmm. Have, is there any initiatives the county has, has done with just expanding child care? There because is that's, not. That's probably the next thing, right? Like, how do we do this? Because childcare care is is got to be one of the top. Three top five issues that, that yep. just in society right yeah. now. Um, I mean,
1: honestly, one of the reasons we're thinking about putting a childcare or a daycare at Hillview is because we think it would help with attraction and retention of CNAs and nurses, because obviously that's a, a position that we need to have in nursing homes. So if we can attract and retain people who need childcare and work in Hillview, that it's just a different model. Obviously, we won't be providing the daycare. We would probably be contracting that out yeah. for one of the local agencies to to use. So, again, we just know that daycare, there's, there is obviously a big need for it, and um, we think that it is possibly a good use of ARPA to be able to remodel a space within that building for daycare.
0: I remember seeing a video of, like, a shelter, animal shelter, hmm. being right next to an old folks' home, and then they just brought the animals from... The, the shelter, and I'm not trying to compare kids to animals, but if you had a daycare center in an old folks home, it wouldn't be the worst thing for the kids to kind of go and, you know, like, yep. hey, we, these kids can interact with these older people, and I, I don't know if that, you, you know, there's probably some kind of permission you would need to give, uh, the parents would need to give, but that's kind of a, I don't sure. know, I'm I'm... I'm Beyond thinking about concepts
1: here, <laughs> there's research that shows that it's good for both the older people and the kids for for that relationship to be there. There are some places that it's set up exactly like that. So I think again we're we've been looking at that. We think that it's a way to approach it. Um, so it's there's a nice spot within. Hillview, that was the dining room that could be easily converted to a daycare so again we will be that will be something the county board hears about
0: in july and the next challenge would be like you said hiring somebody to run a daycare which is also a problem in society right we just sure. don't have as many of these people or groups or entities that that do this anymore huh? Yeah, because yeah. there's there's not a there's not a profit in it right like yep. there's, there's not a way to make a living by running a daycare anymore which is yep another, uh, giant issue that the County board should just tackle. Right. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. Is it overwhelming because you're trying to solve homelessness in a way, uh, <laughs> you, you're trying to solve PFAS in a way, uh, and now childcare in a way. I, I mean, just, it seems like the, the, the County board's doing kind of important stuff here.
1: They are doing an important stuff and, you know, we're doing, I think the board is doing what they can, right. We can't fix, any of it, but we can be part of trying to find a solution, and I think that's the goal with the Homeless Initiative. I think that's the goal with the PFAS Initiative. I think that's the goal with childcare and, you know, Hillview and and other things, is that we can be part of the solution, and um, that's something that is often forgotten, is that there is nobody that can fix any of these problems on their own, unless they were billionaires who are willing to give up a lot of money for it, but together, you know, with the city and with community partners and with daycare providers and the county. I mean, we can work on this and make it a lot better. It's just making sure that we are inclusive and invite people to work with us and and are good partners in all of it.
0: If we cut taxes on those billionaires, they will give us that money. I think that's how it that works. Uh, last thing, uh, speaking of just taxes, a shared revenue plan, the state is debating right now Assembly Republicans in the Assembly, Republicans in the State Senate are trying to come up with a plan that the governor will sign. We'll see if that ever happens. I don't, I'm not, I'm holding my breath really, but like just how I don't, is desperate a word or how desperate is the county and in, in getting a plan done where you could see an increase in funding? Because when you talk about giving a 2% raise to county workers, then you have to find two percent because the amount of money the county gets is been has been flat or decreased since nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I Yeah,
1: yeah. The county gets about three point five million um, from the state to for shared revenue. Uh, with the n- most recent plan that was put out, I think it was about four point nine million. And what, it, what's your
0: budget? Like oh, in a year about? So
1: the the. Tax levy part of the budget is 37 million, but the entire budget is over 200 million. And
0: the state gives 3.5 million. Correct. Is that kind of pathetic?
1: Um, I guess it would depend on who you would ask. As a county administrator, it seems kind of pathetic. Yes. Right. Um, so yeah, we get we get a lot of money, obviously from fees and services and grants and different things like that. So yes, the the tax levy part of it is about 37 million, but um, the entire budget is over 200. I think 202 million dollars.
0: All right. So are you just like? please hurry. Do sure.
1: This. I mean for us to start planning budget obviously this would be extremely helpful to know. Um, we know that it will probably happen sometime in June so that will help us as we as we do start our planning for our budget and yes of course I would always want more money um, for the county uh, and I guess I'm glad that it's being talked about at all. Uh, you know historically it's not even really been discussed so glad that it's being discussed and glad that there's a way for it to be increased and um, hopefully it will continue to increase over time.
0: Yeah, because the way the shared revenue plan would work, it would just it would depend on sales tax revenue. Right. Uh, one cent, we talk about this all the time, one cent out of the five-cent sales tax would go back to uh, cities, counties, municipalities in, in terms of shared revenue. When, do, when does the budget process, we got 10 seconds, when does the budget process start and stop? Like, For La Crosse County, yeah,
1: it starts in about uh, August okay. and is finished in November.